Welcome to Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. Back with us, Judy Sharp in the studio. Great to see you back, Judy. Oh, so good to be back, Greg. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry we've had a bit of a lull for a few weeks, haven't we? It has, but we've got a lot of ground to make up. We have. What have you got lined up for us today? Well, we've got to talk about the weather. Definitely yes. about the weather. Uh, army grubs are a real problem, which I can't work out why. Um multitude of things because we're in the turn, we're in autumn, time to plant winter vegetables, uh, many, many different things we're going to talk about today. And we've got Barry from Cardiff and he's got a question about maidenhair fern. Oh, hi Barry, how are you? Hi Judy, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, and um, you have rung about one of my most favourite indoor plants. You have? Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that because my wife's a serial killer of them. <laughs> well, I might be able to give you my little hint, will I? Yeah, hopefully. Um, she's just been given a lovely, um, healthy one in a little self-watering pot. Right. Uh, which probably measures around about 150 across the top and about 130 deep. It's a self-watering pot. She would like to put it into an existing pot where she had the one that just failed, which is a little bit bigger. So my first question would be, should I leave it in the existing pot, which will fit inside uh, the bigger hexagon one that she's got? Uh, the answer from Judy is no. Uh, look, I'm not a great fan of self-watering pots because uh, the water's in the bottom and you need to wait for the roots to grow to get down into the water. Uh-huh, right, fair enough. Um, so I think she should just repot it into the other pot uh, in a very good potty mix, a premium one. Yep. Um, and it doesn't hurt with maidenhairs even to put a little bit of peat moss in. Okay. Into so the, the existing soil that it came in, should I replace that with good, good premium? Uh, co- uh, no, because then you're going to wash the soil off the roots, aren't you? That's what I thought. It would only, it would only be the extra that it needs. That That's exactly need. right. And even get a bit of peat moss and put it on the top. So when you water it, the, water, the peat moss is going through. Yep. Um, but I, to be honest, and I shouldn't confess this on radio, I only have two indoor plants, Barry. Uh, one's a philodendron birkin, and yep. the other one is a maiden hair. Right, okay. Uh, but at home and at our nursery, uh, what we do, we don't, it, you know, it's not a case of regular watering even, which we do, of course, but we always have a little bottle, you know, a little spray bottle handy? Yeah, I don't, yep. And when we walk past the maidenhair, we often give them a spray with a spray bottle on their leaves because you're probably looking at that plant now and you realise the leaves are very fine. They are. In fact, I was going to ask you about that because on the label, and other people have said over the years that you shouldn't wet the foliage and then you read on the same label... To, to, to miss it, to create humidity. No, that's exactly right. You do miss them. You do? Uh, yeah, we never lose one at the nursery and, um, you know, we've got quite a few in stock uh, okay. and we never have one that dies on us, but I'm sure it's just the regular misting. So okay. I do that at home too. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll never used to do that in the past. Um, well, that, you know, see, now you've got to forgive her. No one's ever told her to do the right thing. That's right. <laughs> so she's been using um, a mixture of Epsom salts, about uh, two teaspoons in one litre. Um, why, why is she doing that, Barry? Uh, because a neighbour has success with maiden hairs, and that's what she does. That's the only... Right. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, uh, look. I ask you about that, or maybe a bit of power feed or Yates Thrive, or just plain water to water at duty. What do you think? Well, at home and at work, uh, we use a product called Searles Flourish for green plants. Searles Flourish, okay. Yeah, no. but you never over fertilise maidenhair. Okay. You know, uh, they don't really like a lot of fertilising, so you just follow the instructions on that packet. Will do. Okay. And if I could just revert back quickly to the uh, feet moss, I gather you don't mix that in the soil. I think you said to just put it on top. Yes, just put a little bit on top because you're going to put premium soil underneath. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, you've answered the question, so let's hope we have some success. Thank you very much. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, but it works for me, so... Okay. And I, as I said, I only have two plants at home because I do it all day. So when I get home, <laughs> you know, you can imagine I don't want to be running all around the house watering. But um, everyone comes in and says, oh, that maidenhair looks great. Is it the position? And yes, mainly that's partly it. But I think it's just the watering, Barry. OK, radio. Well, we'll go with that. Thank you very much. Appreciate You're quite welcome. Thanking you. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. We've got Kerry now from Cessnock, and she's got a question about the avocado tree. Hello, yeah. Kerry. Yeah, hi. Hi there. How are you? Very well, thank you. That's good. Um, well, you're better than my avocado tree. Um, I've had it <laughs> for in for four years. We've just had our first crop off it. We had about 30 avocados that were uh, probably a couple of weeks off being um, ready to pick. Uh, then with all the rain, the avocado tree has been standing in water. Um, it's in the ground, so it's been um, standing with very wet feet for probably six weeks, eight weeks. About three or four weeks ago, it started suddenly looking really, really sad. All the leaves just got real droopy and horrible, and I thought, oh dear, this is not good. Um, I got some advice from a fellow at a, at a local um, nursery, he said to pull all of the fruit off it straight away, sort of take the, the stress off it. So I did that, pull, pulled all the avocados off, even though they weren't um, they weren't ready to, to pick. Um, and he said to dig some gypsum into the ground around it, which I have done. Um, but it has continued to deteriorate further and further, and I don't know whether it's um, gone too far. All the leaves are completely dead. The main... Um, main trunk itself still appears to be greenish. Um, the secondary branches still appear to be greenish. The smaller, um, like little little twigs that all the the leaves grow on, they are all quite dead. Is right. it too late? Is it too late? Can I do anything? Should I be pruning all the the dead bits off and just leaving it look like a deciduous winter tree and <laughs> Hope for the best that it comes back, or has it already got one foot in the? Oh no, I've probably got one foot in the grave. But uh, yeah, what do I do? Well, there is a secret that you never fertilise a sick plant, because mm. when you do, you're making them work too hard uh, to use the fertiliser. So one, we won't do that. Um, no, no, I haven't fertilised. Is chips them a fertiliser? No, 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 no. I'm, oh, okay. I'm just yeah. throwing this in for other people that are out there listening. Oh, right. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't going to fertilise. No. It just looked so ugly and horrible. I didn't know whether... 
No, by look, the, all the dead bits off, it would help it. Or it not? would, it would, because yep. the tr- the plant is struggling to maintain those dead bits that aren't going to come back to life. Oh, okay. So if it's green, there's a chance. But what I would suggest, whenever we get that amount of rain and uh, once we had a buck's hedge around a swimming pool and it was on a slope and when we had a lot of rain, the buck's hedge immediately went brown and we started putting a little bit of dolomite around. Not lime. Lime will burn it a little bit of dolomite around and that sweetens the soil up again and right. combats the amount of water the tree is getting. Ah, oh, okay. Yep. Is it too late to do that now? I'd, not... I would try because that avocado, it must have been a graft to fruit that quickly. Mm. Uh, um, and probably. Yeah, <laughs> and you probably might have paid a fair bit for it. So, no, look, I would try the dolomite. Um, mm-hmm. And don't overdo it, just well. a little bit. Uh, and another plant that loves it uh, when they're too wet are roses. So I always give my roses a little bit of dolomite. It does sweeten the soil up again. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give it a, a really big haircut and just hope for the best that it, it um, comes back next year. Yeah, it, I think it was about... It was about two foot high when I bought it. Um, I think I paid about 60 bucks or something Yeah, for it. no, it was a graph, so it's a shame to lose that. Oh, um, yeah. it's so hard to keep it alive. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, but, you know, they're not years. easy in this area, avocados. Um, no, you know, they no. drop they drop their buds and their fruit very, very easily, and so do yeah. mangoes because yeah. we get wind through at the wrong time when they're fruiting. But certainly this year... Let's blame the rain. Oh, I couldn't believe the number of avocados that I had on it. And I thought, oh, wow, this is just awesome. And then we had all that stinking rain and it's just, it's just said, no, I can't do this. Well, at least you've, you've tried. So let's oh. do a little bit of dolomite now. Yep. And yep. Um, maybe if, if it seems to work, uh, ring us back and let us know how it went. But I think, look, that's honestly the only solution I can give you at this stage. As yeah. I said, I wouldn't recommend any fertiliser, but no. do cut those brown tips off. All right, I'll do that. I'll get into it this afternoon. All okay. right, thank you very much for your Thanks, Kerry. You. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got Peter from Seahampton. And you mentioned this earlier, Judy. He's got a problem with army grubs. Oh, army grubs. Oh, Peter, we've really got to talk about them. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> in the summertime, uh, it was really sunny and rainy, so I went over the lawn every time that rained and uh, put some super and nitrogen over the lawn, little bits about two weeks apart, and the, the grass just went bright green. I thought, oh, that's fantastic. It's going to survive. Um, I won't have to feed again. And then uh, oh, March, maybe March, it started to go brown. I thought, oh, it's just waterlogged because uh, we've had too much rain. Oh, we haven't had much I- rain, have we, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends who you are. <laughs> I'm sure we've had enough. <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought, oh, well, I'll go and buy some um, army grubs, grub, grub killer called Dead Grub, I think it was called, which, which was a really fine granule that I spread over the lawn. And um, I had to water it in, but I didn't have any problem. I didn't have to use a sprinkler because God provided some water for me. Um, it's just... 
But no, it's like they're still active. They haven't taken the bait or the, the, the really fine granular stuff. Yeah, now what you need to do, though, Peter, that granular's got to get down to the roots because that's where they're eating. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, I have to confess, I've been talking to Greg about this um, before we went on air, uh, I have never uh, known army grub to behave like this in all the years I've been in the nursery. Um, normally we get army grubs, as you will know, when it's hot and dry. They don't. Why they're out now, uh, still in April, and they're still hatching. People are coming oh, in I and out all the time. I see little butterflies flying around. Well, not butterflies, but the little moths. Yes, well, you know, they're probably adding to it. Um, uh, but... Um, the secret is to hit them with the army grub killer about every 10 days. That's their hatching cycle. Okay. And right when you're that. using it, are you putting it on the entire lawn? Yes, yes, covering the whole lot. Yeah. yeah, it's surprising the number of people that, that only go and put it on the brown parts, <laughs> which well, is not I, going I, to... I, I thought, well, they're in the ground part, but there's heaps of green stuff left, so... Yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> When they're in the ground part, the ground part of the lawn, they're not going to be there. They've, they've well, moved on. They've eaten it. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're called army grubs. Uh, but the other thing, Peter, is you know what I find works very well is applying sea sole to the root system. So where you okay. where you've still got green grass and your brown patch, apply it across the green and onto the brown, and that might stimulate the roots to grow again. Okay. Oh, fantastic. I'll give that a go. I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah, but do do the t every 10 days repeating at the moment. I mean, you know, we had a conversation at work yesterday. Oh, should we order any more army grub killer? I said, oh, to the young man that was doing the order, I said, army grub will be finished. And just as I said it, a man came in and said, oh, quick, give me army grub killer. And so we we then ordered more in stock. Now, normally, yeah. by now, what's left on the shelf is left for the next year. But uh, this year, no, for some unknown reason, they're surviving and they shouldn't like the wet weather. So should I keep on with the granular stuff or go to a liquid? Uh, look, the granular's good as long as you water it in. Uh, part yeah. of the secret is... Uh, to have your lawn mowed so it's, they're not, you know, the granular doesn't have as far to travel. Oh, yeah, I, I mowed it before I... Uh, yeah. Before I spread it. Yeah, no, just um, make sure you're watering it in well. Yeah, well, I, I didn't water the last one in because it rained the next day. Yeah, well, the other thing is, as we're finding, um, maybe we're getting so much rain it washes the chemical right away. Oh, OK. It wouldn't... This is, um, I'm just starting here. The, the brown colour of the grass, does that also indicate that the grass is drowning? That the, sorry? Does it indicate the brown colour of the grass? Like when you, when you think you've got army grub in it, um, does the, the grass also go brown when it's drowning in water? Oh, no, no. It's definitely army grub. Because you, yeah. you'll, you've seen it happens in a strip, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, well, it didn't perhaps. It, yeah, yeah. No, it's not the water, dear. No, it's definitely the army grub. And you can do a test, you know. Uh, just get an old bit of tin or a wet um, bag 
and lay it down late in the afternoon over the green brown area, uh, cover both, and then hop up early in the morning and turn it over and you will see the grubs underneath that that piece of material you've used. And that oh, will okay. tell you exactly what you've got. But I'm telling you, Peter, they're army grubs, trust me. Right. <laughs> okay? I, I had a bit of organic, organic chloride poison that day of a sudden from when I used to use years ago. I put that on the lawn, but nothing seemed to come up, and that stuff normally kills everything. Well, you know what we originally used for army grub? All these specified uh, products are made now, but we are only ever used carbaryl. Right. Now, if okay. you're not having success with the army grub labelled killer, see if you can buy some carbaryl. That's with a C. Carbaryl. Carbaryl. Okay. Mm. okay. Car- carbaryl. Yeah, yeah, carbaryl. Thanks for your help. That, you're welcome, Peter. Good luck. You'll need it, darling. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. We've got Judy now, or Jude, from Nord's Wharf, and she's got onion weed in the lawn. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Oh, hi, Judy. Yeah, great, except for the onion weed. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm not giving you any easy answer on this uh, one, no. aren't you? I've been trying, yeah. Uh, look, um, uh, Scott has a method. Um, his mum doesn't because my back's not as young as his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he puts on, uh, you know, say a rubber glove or, a, you know, um, oh, like doctors put on. Uh, yep. And then he puts on a cotton glove over the top. Oh, okay, yeah. And he dips his fingers in, um, say, glyphosate or Roundup or whatever, um, and he wipes his fingers along the onion weed so he's not touching the grass with the chemical. All right. Oh, so glyphosate. I used a bit of zero when I did a similar thing. It's the thing, same, dear. It's the same. It? Yeah, glyphosate's okay. the chemical. The others okay. are all just, um, you know, company names. Um, so yep. as long as you're using glyphosate uh, and, uh, you know, you probably need a good sunny day and the whole yep. day with sun. Uh, but, you know, you sound to me like you've got a nice young back. You can um, do a bit of bending over. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've done a little bit of it. I did it with a rubber glove myself and a paintbrush, but not with the cotton one. Oh, that right, yeah. Might help. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely is because the um, cotton glove ab- absorbs the glyphosate, yep. whereas um, okay. the rubber one, you know, and the paintbrush, you've got to be very careful that it doesn't go on the grass. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. well, I'll give that Try a go. Try that, darling. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. Judy. Okay, bye. So we've got Tom from Aberglassen, and he's got a question about crepe myrtles. Oh, hi, Tom. What's the matter with your crepe myrtle? Well, the crepe myrtle tree is okay, but I've got suckers that have come out on the side of it. They've been there probably probably four years. They're about a metre and a half high, but they've never flowered. Will they ever flower? Yes, they, they would. And could I, tr- I was going to transplant them to another part of the garden. So it's just that they've been there for so long, does it take years to, for them to mature? Oh, look, crepe myrtles, generally when you buy them are a graft. Um, you know, that's why you can buy so many different beautiful colours now. Um, but um, when plants sucker, 
it often means they're looking for water. Would that be the case? Well, probably over the four years, yes, at some stage, yes. But not now, of course. But um... but, but not now, but I'm just about ready to trim the, the tree, you know, the actual crepe myrtle tree. Yes, and I yeah. thought, if they're not going to do anything, out. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid well, of well, now when you trim, you go back to the callus, don't you? Yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait until the leaves have all fallen off sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I think it's a bit, a bit early to do it at the moment, isn't it? Yes, it is, yes. Um, yes. Now, I'm just wondering, though, when you dig, dig those suckers out... Um, well, well, I haven't done that yet. I'm just thinking, if I, if, if, would they, will I ever flower? Well, I'm sure they'll flower. Um, but I haven't got much time left in life. <laughs> <laughs> But when you're explaining it to me, they're above the surface of the soil, aren't they? Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. They sort of come out from the the side of the main truck. Yeah, and then uh, then you've actually got a plant growing up from that. Yes, yes, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Look, even for the uh, for the sake of the original plant, I'd be inclined to be cutting those off. Right, and get rid of them altogether. Because, well, you yeah. could know you could plant and see what happens as long as you've oh. got a root system. As long as I've got a root system, okay. Give yep. them a second life somewhere else. And, yes, and... yeah. Right, okay. I'll do, I'll do that, and I'll I'll keep them another couple of years. Otherwise, they'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> now go and say something nice to it. I mean, it's you know she's having babies. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, thanks, Judy, I'll try that. I'll, they'll live a little bit longer, Will. Okay, thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks, bye. Bye. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Tracy from Whitebridge, and she's got a question about the peace lily. Hello, Tracy. An Hello, easy Judy, plant to you? grow. I'm well, thank you, darling, and you have got a very easy plant to grow there, so I hope you haven't got any I problems. Have. and it's beautiful. Um, I just have, it's, there's like a white powdery substance on top of the soil. Um, it's not covered in it. It's just in certain places. Right. But I'm just wondering what it is and whether it's detrimental to the peace lily. Now, Tracy, um, could it be mealybug? I don't know. Well, you, you know, mealybug... <laughs> <laughs> well, you sounded so knowledgeable to me. I thought you'd know what that was. No. You, no, it's like mealybug is like you've dropped flour. Okay. A lot of people describe mealybug as, oh, my plant's got flour on it or my plant's got rice on it. Um, oh, okay. And, well, I did have a flour on it until recently and then it passed away. Um, so I cut it off. And um, but it's been on there for quite some time before even the flower came up. Right. Um, it doesn't seem to be harming the plant, um, so I just haven't done anything about it. I just water it once a week, and um, it seems to be thriving new leaves, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. But um, well, if it was merely bug, it'd be very unhappy because the merely bug would be getting all over the leaves. So perhaps you've just got a fungal. Uh, disease on the surface so why not try this uh just get a knife or something and try and turn that over and clean it off but turn the soil over it might be just letting you know um it's you know um it needs a little bit of fresh air 
Okay, I'll do that then. Yeah. That, that, Otherwise, right. uh, Tracy, you could. Um, I'm more than happy if you want to take a photo of it and uh, send it in here or to the nursery, whatever you like to do, darling, um, because sometimes that gives us the clue uh, and it might be too big for you to pick up and bring in. No, uh, no, it's it's still in quite a reasonable size pot that's, that's easy to lift. Oh, okay. Um, well, look, why I'll don't do you... do that then. Yeah, bring it I'll... in and let me have a look at it, dear. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you so much, Judy, for your help. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Gee, we got Lynn now from Cameron Park, and she says her mandarin legs are going yellow. Oh, hi, Lynn. Poor dears. They're just... Um... <laughs> hi, Judy. <laughs> um, yes, it's I only bought... It's only one year old, and it was a mandarin for a pot. It is in a large pot. But I've noticed from the bottom going up now, it's losing its green. And I'm thinking, before I do anything to fertilise it, what am I missing? What element is it missing? Well, tell me, have you fertilised it at all? Um, I did. Um, and did you use citrus food? No, 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 because I've got a mand, I've got a lemon and an orange and a kumquat, and I don't use that. To be honest, and I don't know if this is right or not, but I usually give it a bit of blood and bone and a bit of soluble pellet sort of, not together, just a little bit apart, you know? Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, the blood and bone shouldn't hurt it. Um, and they're in pots, but are they in the sun? Um, the mandarin, is it in like, the full yeah, sun? From, from about, oh, well, in the summer it was in <clears throat> probably from 11, 10 or 11, but as it gets to winter it'll be only from like 12 or 1 till the sun goes down. It's on the west side. Yes, yeah, although that's, a, you know, that should be all right. Uh, let's try this, Lynn. Um, I'll get a pen. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, ready? Yep. <laughs> now, I've got a little lime growing next to my standard roses. Yes. And when I feed the standard roses with a product called Sudden Impact for Roses... I give it to the lime as well. Oh, good. I have seen that. Yeah, now people say, but, but it's rose food. But the secret is it's alkaline, which citrus-like. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so you probably find a small uh, packet of it somewhere uh, yeah. and you could give it to all of those citrus. Yep, yep. I, I knew there was something missing and I thought before I go and do anything. It's only got about oh, eight mandarins on. They're probably the size of a golf ball at the moment. Right, yeah. Well, there's still... Uh, one did drop off, though, but I thought, oh, hello, too much rain. Yeah, well, you know, the rain hasn't helped, of course. I thought it might be leaching it out of the pot, you know. Yes, but I'd so if you're going to do the sudden impact, don't yes. do the blood and bone, darling. Oh, right. Oh, that's all right. <clears throat> my dog, I've got a very large dog. And she absolutely loves sticking her nose in blood and bone. For the and blood bone. and bone, yeah, they do. <laughs> I know, I know, and she's a terror. She's born with a hungry high, hungry gene in her brain, I think. <laughs> Look, thank you so, so very much. You're welcome, Lynn, and I'm sure you'll be able to find that sudden impact. It's a regular product that's sold. All right, then, I will. Thank you. Have a lovely Easter. Thank you very much, Lynn. I appreciate that. I have Friday off. But then I'm on the rest of Easter. Oh, you'll be, there'll be plants being bought for Easter. Oh. Cyclamens, cyclamens, they're good for Easter plants. They are, and thank you for that because we have some magnificent ones in. Lynn, you've just given me a little promotion there. Oh, thank Thanks, darling. You have a lovely Easter too. 
You too, darling. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks. Thing. We're almost out of time at Judy Sharp for another week of Guarding Talkback. But before you do go, you mentioned something about planting our vegetables. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, we, our winter vegetables. Yeah, winter vegetables. So what's your favourite? Well, as I mentioned earlier, don't mind cauliflower. It gets a bad rap. Okay, well, you know the secret to growing cauliflower. No, I don't. Well, when they get those lovely white heads, yep. you actually use their big leaves to wrap up over the white head. Yep. So that the sun isn't burning oh, okay. yep. the head of the cauliflower. So when you're buying them in the, the fruit shop, the supermarket, and they've got those lovely white heads, Good. if you've been out on the farm, you'd think, gee, this is weird. Surely they're not burnt on top. <laughs> yeah, so you wrap the um, leaves so, over the top. Right. But you also should have put poultry manure in the soil a week before you've planted. Have right. you done that? No, not of yet. I will do that this afternoon, I very promise. Very good. Okay, Judy thanks, Sharp, Greg. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next week, maybe. Maybe, yeah, if I'm lucky to be let out again. <laughs> thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.